Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hi, Connor. Hey, Brittany. So today we have a special guest, Eric July. Eric is a musician in a black Christian anarcho-capitalist, a term we talked about recently, metalcore band. And I know that was a lot, (laughs) but it's a really good band. Backwards, I own uh, the album that came out, I think it was four years ago now. But one thing I really love about Eric is he uses his music to spread the message of liberty and it's working. So Eric, welcome to the show. Well, I appreciate you guys uh, having me, and I thank you for that that wonderful intro there. Of course. So for starters, just to jump right in, I wanted to ask how you got started in music and what you know made you decide to to take this in like a libertarian angle instead of just any other thing you could sing about or make music about. Right. Well, I, I, music has been a part of my life for my entire life, definitely growing up in the church. Uh, that was kind of the first time that I was exposed um, to music, being involved in the choir, um, and, and whatnot, but that turned into, uh, I remember, I never forget 1998, I believe was the year my mother had a, a Lauren Hill album, a miseducation yes. album. And I heard that, I heard that. And I did, I, that was the moment that I knew that I wanted to do music. Cause it was something about the way that she could, uh, sing and rap and do all of that stuff. And I all, you know, and, and, and on one track. And I thought that was fascinating. So as I began to kind of expand and come into kind of my, myself, because I was interested in so many other th- different genres, uh, considering my upbringing, that turned into kind of going more so the like metal and rock, rock element. And as far as taking my music in the direction that I took it in, obviously, uh, I grew philosophically and then, you know, ba- basically being a full blown libertarian, I, I noticed that there's zero representation, if you will, um, of people that are like liberty minded that are in uh, this, not only just this subgenre, but really in music um, all together. And I wanted to be a part, obviously, of that change. And because of the success in the album that you mentioned in Veracity, um, it really shows how there there's a, a not just an audience for that, but people are right for it. And, and they actually love it because there's a lot of musicians definitely in our in our genre who make you think libertarian music, right? Everybody's uh, anti-authoritarian in their music. But when it comes to actually believing in those principles, they often um, are antithetical. And the one thing about us is that we were we were open about it, what it is that we were. And I really wanted to make sure that people understood that because it was a very necessary thing, I would say, of all of the different things and the venues uh, and ventures rather that I'm involved in. Music has been my most successful vehicle when it comes to planting those seeds for those that uh, want to just uh, be more, I guess, open to to something else as far um, uh, from a not just a political, but social and cultural view. Eric, I have a question for you. Uh, so I grew up in Southern California, and that's when back in the 90s, ska was really big. I was in a ska band and, and had a lot of fun with it. And, uh, and like you say, a lot, of, a lot of music, especially like ska punk, was always kind of anti-authoritarian. And um, there's a more recent ska band uh, that I really like called The Interrupters. And I only... Is that recent? 
that I, that I started liking them or that they formed a band? Are they, yeah, are they a recent band? They're, they're pretty recent, like okay. the last five years, I want to oh, say. Cool. Okay. And Brittany, you may remember this, Eric, maybe you will as well, but during the Ron Paul 2012 campaign, there was this girl who put out a music video. Amy Allen. Yeah, she, she's the, the lead singer. <laughs> That's of what I thought, record. okay. I had no idea. I started, anyways, total sidetrack. But Eric, my question <laughs> to you is uh, the interrupter. So here's Amy. She did this Ron Paul video and, you know, they, they have some very libertarian messages, you know, anti-establishment type messages. And so I, you know, I sing those at the top of my lungs when I'm you know driving in the car and shake my fist at the man, you know, feel good about myself. So the interrupters uh, I've seen in the past when people push on them, people who aren't libertarian and so forth, they, they have not really stood up for these ideas. So they're in their lyrics, but when they're out in public, they try and distance themselves from these ideas. They want to be, I don't know, inclusive or they they don't want to alienate people from listening to them. And and for me, it's a missed opportunity to stand up and and say, like, no, well, yeah, we do stand for this. That's why we chose the lyrics. And, and they haven't really backed up their songs with with their kind of responses to questions when they get asked in an interview. I just heard you say something to, to the effect or that leads me to believe that you know you you do want to be publicly tied to these types of ideas do you get any pushback on that are you worried about you know losing part of an audience or what's that like for you to talk about seeing about these ideas but then publicly stand for them we've been there we've been there and done that that's been been, been basically a big part of of what it is that we do and that you know you're going to miss opportunities you're going to have a target on your back everybody's going to try to challenge you because you do stick out like a sore thumb and you're um, you know, advocating for something that is different from the the norm and what they are accustomed to. But I welcome that. And I guess that's be, that's also speaking to kind of my growth in the political realm and that I don't shy away from that. And I also um, and definitely in, in, in combination with and having that right hand man and Alex, who's the bassist, who sings a lot of the clean vocals on on our records. Like we know what it is that we're talking about. So it's not like these guys are going to be much smarter than us in, re in that regard. So we have no problem defending ourselves and defending these these ideas. But to your point, I've had so many people definitely when we were uh, going on tour for that first album and we did what about four, four or five different kind of runs and we'd be on tours with these bands, including ones that are big, bigger than us. And they would have drummers in their bands and people that would come up to us and say, hey, man, we agree with a lot of what you say. We can't say it. Huh. Uh, uh, but, man, we, we, we love what it is that you, you do. And it's kind of like this idea that, well, people don't want to deal with the pushback that they're going to get and they don't welcome that confrontation. And I'm the complete opposite. Um, and, and and my bandmate is the complete opposite. Uh, well, the whole entire band, but especially Alex, and that we actually believe these principles. We uh, want to work towards a free and more prosperous society. And that uh, deals with you. And if we're going to work to that towards that point, we need people that are within these sort of subcultures that are unapologetically who they are. It's not about alienating people. It's not about uh, demonizing people, even of other views. But when it's time to stand up for just a fundamental foundation and the principles of liberty, it's very necessary. And I think, again, a lot of our supporters 
come from that whole idea of, okay, it's finally people that are within this space that I can feel good, um, certainly in supporting because uh, they, they believe, let's say, what it is that I believe in. They don't hate their customers, that type mm-hmm. of stuff, which is what you've been dealing with with a lot of musicians, mm-hmm. artists, actors, actresses. And uh, they just they just value that. But it's a necessary thing. And I would absolutely encourage people that are in that space. It doesn't mean you have to wear it on your sleeve or beat people over the head with it. Um, but when it is time to stand up for it, stand up for it. That's really well said. I'm curious, how how did you find liberty? How did this political journey, you talked about, you know, how you grew up with music all around you, but how did you find this philosophy? This, uh, man, it was a process. I grew up a leftist. Uh, it's not a, it's not a secret. I grew up a, a person that was more so in alignment with um, definitely the economic left. And I, in college, <laughs> I say all this time, like I was one of the ones that got shamed out of my position because, you know, you go into college thinking, you know, everything, you lose <laughs> a couple of arguments because you really don't know what it is that you're talking about. And then you want to go get educated. So, uh, and going down the rabbit hole, I mean, I guess the subject matter, I always like money. So the subject matter for me was, uh, economics. Uh, and, uh, I remember taking out camera, it was macro, microeconomics, some quack Keynesian, uh, uh, a class when I was when I was in college at the University of Memphis at the time, but it did send me on a rabbit hole in a journey uh, outside of the of the classroom, and that's when I stumbled upon the likes of of both Dr. Walter e. Williams, rest in peace, as well as uh, Thomas Sowell, and it changed my life. It, it just changed everything because of the way that both of those guys were able to break these concepts down for just a regular person uh, uh, to understand some of the legitimate gripes that. Folks like myself had with maybe government and things that they were doing could be uh, uh, pointed to, let's say, the more of the economic uh, realm and easily explained. So that is what got me. And obviously that turned into okay, learning about the different schools of economic thought. So Austria and Chicago and and obviously going full Rothbard is kind of never turned turned around yep. after that. But that's <laughs> what that's what certainly got me thinking along those lines. And I credit both of them uh, and Dr. Thomas Sowell, uh, as well as uh, Dr. Walter Williams. Eric, I have a question for you. Uh, you know, we our organization works uh, in the political realm, in policy reform, changing laws, and one of the things that is very important to to know for our audience is this idea that uh, politics is downstream of culture, and what that means for the the kids listening. You think of like a stream, and uh, you know, if you you throw some dirt in the stream, someone you know, drinking that water down the stream, they're going to get dirty water. And so, so politics is further down the stream than culture. What happens in the culture then affects what's happening in politics. So for those of us working in the, you know, policy realm, trying to change laws and, and, and so forth, uh, it, it's really affected by what the culture supports. If, if it's culturally popular to have socialism, then inevitably the laws are going to change because that's what the, the culture is kind of you know, supportive of. So you're someone who sees the importance of changing that culture beyond just your efforts. I wonder if you will give us kind of a broader snapshot. First off, like, you know, I'm assuming you agree that that it is important that we engage in kind of these cultural efforts to mm-hmm. make the ideas of liberty popular. But but assuming that you do, I'm more curious to get your take on, you know, the the how are things going right? for those of us who care about liberty? It feels like there's not a lot of people who do engage in culture. It feels like the quote unquote left, the people who support 
you know, big government and socialism, that they are very tied into culture. But those of us who love liberty aren't. What's kind of your diagnosis about how the freedom movement, so-called, is doing with culture and what needs to change? Uh, I will say, just bluntly speaking, not doing a great job. Um, and look, like you mentioned, this is something, this is my leading topic. I would say if there's one topic that I talk about the most, be it, uh, in the music and in things that I do, um, as well as like speaking engagements and stuff of that nature, it's exactly that it's that you change the culture, the politics change by default. Now what's happening to make it make sense of this is that people that are more liberty minded, no matter what it is that they call themselves have looked at the world, unfortunately, in the way that they want it to be, as opposed to looking at it for what it actually is. So what's happened is, is that the quote unquote left recognized the importance of that. And they never thought that any kind of subculture was uh, trivial. They never thought that. Whereas the folks that were generally like minded like us, they thought that it was trivial. Hey, we have the ideas on our side. We're the smartest people in, uh, in the world. Uh, you know, we lead with the ideas and that's going to be good enough. And obviously, as you've seen, it has not. If anything, it proves that it's a losing strategy. So what we need is folks that are doesn't even matter if you do prefer more of going the political approach um, doesn't even matter. You cannot ignore the, the the importance of the culture and you are going to need to infiltrate that or rather be a part of that if you are going to bring about any change. That's so important. And a lot of people, unfortunately, lose a, a, a sight of that. I've said in, I'm involved in I don't know how many spaces, comic book stuff, uh, music stuff in multiple genres and so many different subcultures that I'm involved in. And I've had the blessing of being in a position to be able to put, uh, pr pursue those even from a career standpoint. And I and I say uh, one thing I, I generally pr put out there to my audience. Anybody want to ask me if there's any any of these like, let's say, liberty uh, minded, be it in in people that are uh, leading more so with the policy standpoint, business owners or anything like that that have ever asked me to collaborate, sponsor, endorse or anything like that. And the answer is zero. I, I haven't been asked by any. They don't even reach out. And that in itself goes to show the just lack of engagement. A lot of people would like to believe that it's just the utter uh, like, we're OK, you be pushed out if you're a libertarian or something and you out yourself. Uh, you're not going to be in any uh, you're not going to get popular or whatever. And maybe some of that may be true, but you have to understand we got to this point because of the utter neglect for it. People thought that it wasn't important and then it was important. And now you're seeing that come into fruition. So we have to engage. And that's I can't tell people directly how to do that because everybody's a part of some sort of subculture. That is your ticket when it comes to 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 influence. I can tell you what works for me. I can tell you what has worked for me, but everybody has some sort of demographic that I'll never touch. And that's what we need. We need people that are in those those spaces uh, and less about just leading with straight politics. I love that. That was a perfect answer. Well, thank you, Eric, for joining us. We're going to link to some articles about your band. I want to link to the great Thomas Soul documentary you're in. Um, real treat talking to you. Thank you so much for coming on. Appreciate you. Thanks All for right. having me. Thank you. You know, it's uh, so important that we have people like Eric and others and even, you know, the band I mentioned earlier, the Interrupters, just we, we need these lyrics. We need people thinking about these ideas. We need uh, video. We need podcasts. We need all these things because it's where people get their ideas. And, you know, you look at something like critical race theory that like everyone's been up in arms uh, about mm -hmm. for a while. And like that's been talked about in, in different like, you know, media circles and academic circles for a long time. 
and 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 so it shows that or like the green new deal we've talked about how how alexander ocasio-cortez and others they're talking about these like these laws and these ideas but there have been people talking about these culturally in magazines and books and things like that for a long time and so if we don't if we don't create culture if we don't have movies and cartoons and shows and things that that impact how people think that's going to have a big impact down the road and so for everything like Tuttle Twins or Eric's music or whatever else it feels like we need like a hundred times more if we're going to have an impact so good to talk to someone who's working in the cultural battle uh thanks uh, Brittany great conversation and until next time we'll talk to you later talk to you later you've been listening to the way the world works make sure your family is subscribed and check out tuttletwins.com for more awesome content